Welcome to Monday. Welcome to another fantastic week and mostly welcome to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. And I know Jamie Tribble said good morning and welcome back, Steve. Steve will be here tomorrow. I think he's still experiencing some jet lag and, uh, you know, he's going to get one more day. We actually have our first team meeting this afternoon, so he's going to get into the swing of things today, but not starting with the huddle. Good morning, Lori. Good to see you. Good morning, Shane, Mark, and everybody out there. How are you? Absolutely living the dream. It was a fantastic weekend. It was, uh, wrote about it today, but it was just lots of good, new, fun experiences. I went to the Cove Brewery in on Hillsboro. So it's like in Deerfield, and it's in that shopping plaza on Hill, Hillsboro, east of US-1. And I was a blast. We met some friends there from swim class, and we watched a bunch of college football and got to uh, got to just hang out and have a great time. We let the kiddos run around and be maniacs, which was really fun. And then yesterday, I got to spend the day on the golf course with Rob Speranza, Howie Craw, and Jake, and it was just a really, really good time. So it was a great weekend for me. Yourself? I had an amazing weekend. I kicked off the birthday couple of weeks uh, with the girls at the Boca Raton and oh my god we I can't even tell you some of the stuff we had (laughs) what goes on at the Boca Raton stays at the Boca Raton that's all I'm gonna say and Uh, that's super funny Jonathan Aarons asked how the new putter was the new putter was fantastic I might have been my best club in my bag yesterday it's a little rough off the tee box and the irons were a little uh inconsistent but my play around the green was a blast so and it was just good like everybody in the group was playing good golf I mean Jake was you know Jake it's nice to be 25 and be able to go to the driving range and be able to go play around every week and but he's really taken to hit taken to it and he's playing really well I mean he went on a streak there where he was playing you know par golf he hit a couple birdies throughout the day so uh, it was cool to see him play really well, and everybody that we played with was uh, w- was good. Nobody was like just absolutely hacking at it all day. I was probably the worst of the group, so it was a really great time. What uh, what was some of the events that went on at Boca Resort? I know you can't like let us in on the details, but was it just hanging by the pool and drinking and enjoying on-site dining, or did you guys venture off? No, we actually did not leave the hotel. There is That's so awesome. much to do there. Yeah. Um, there might have been a party that we crashed. Um, <laughs> you guys did a wedding crashers? <laughs> well, it wasn't a wedding. It was a charity event with Denise Richards and some housewife or something. Uh, and uh, so that was that was quite funny. Uh, and then just sat by the pool. My cousin uh, lives right near there. She's a member there. So she came over and my cousin loves her tequila. So I, I don't need to say anything else, do I? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome i'm super glad that you had a great weekend uh there's tons of great football on the Finns got another win 
The Gators got a huge win against the University of Tennessee in Gainesville. Super cool to see that place rocking. And as if we don't talk about Deion Sanders enough, um, I was up at 1.30 in the morning watching a Colorado-Colorado State football game, which I can tell you I have not done since I was at the University of Nevada and we had to play Colorado State. That was the only reason I was watching the game. So to see and hear how many people were awake and watching that game and watching the comeback and and watching them win speaks volumes. I mean, it was like, Shay, show me the pictures that I showed you again. Like college game day up in the top right corner in Boulder, you had Lil Wayne there. You had The Rock there. You had ESPN there for four days. Like it was like a Super Bowl event. Forget about a college football game against a team that's ranked 22 in the country and a non-ranked team. Super interesting to see the, the Dion effect, I guess, if you will, of just the attention that's being paid to them. I mean, look, he did the same thing in Jackson. I mean, he didn't stay as long as some people think he should have stayed, right? There's a whole controversy around that, but, but he did change, right? They went from a losing really badly losing team right, to a much better record, um, you know, changed, worked on the water situation there, donated part of his salary. I mean, the guy, you got to admit, he makes change and disruptors usually do, but they're not always as well liked as the quiet ones. So we'll so we're going to have a, we're going to have the conversation today. That's going to be our first topic. We're going to discuss the hat and glasses. Jay Norvell made a comment about him wearing hat and sunglasses when he does interviews and talks to adults, which created a bunch of controversy throughout the week. And I think it's a good conversation for us to talk about. So we are going to get to some wake up music and then we are going to come back and continue the conversation. So I mean, Shay, what happened to my picture? Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're down there in the bottom. I guess you're not in the intro. Okay, what's happening? Lori noticed. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Three days a week? No, you know, guys, I'm only teaching. I, I love it. I love it. So, I so I, I really want to want to talk about this because Jay Norvell made a comment that my mom taught me not to wear hats and sunglasses when I speak to adults, right? And this obviously spread like wildfire uh, throughout the week, so much so that, you know, the the blender or whatever they're called, shades, you know, absolutely skyrocketed. They did a million dollars in revenue from it. You know, everybody started putting on sunglasses while they were doing their TV shows. Let's just have a conversation. First of all, does it bother you if somebody wears a hat and sunglasses in an interview? You know, I, I no. We're living in a different time, 
right? And I think if we were still living when he grew up or when I grew up or when you grew up, right? They taught us we had to get dressed up for everything. It's mm -hmm. not like that anymore, mm -hmm. right? So I think you, I think he, he was just using that as a way of getting under his skin or trying nothing gets under Dion's skin. No, I think... It doesn't bother. Listen, so, my mother. So I'm gonna ask you. Out. I'm gonna ask you. You pop on a team Zoom call, right? And I show up in a ball cap and some shades. It's not gonna bother you that I'm in your team meeting with a hat and sunglasses on. I think it's different. I think there's a little bit of a difference, and here's why. Okay. I think he's a football coach. Okay. Now he's not in an office environment. Mm -hmm. He's on a field. Okay. Right? Or he's behind the camera, you know, on, on some set, which if yep. I was on the set, I might dress differently than I do in the office, right? I dress differently on this than I do to go meet with a big donor. Yeah. I think it all has to do with where you are, who your audience is. I, I think it's, I think those are two different things because of the environment that you're in. You dress for the environment. He's a football coach. Okay. If he wears a baseball cap or a cowboy hat and a pair of glasses, to me, that's, I don't, I so don't you make that. certain exceptions. So for me, right, we live in a hybrid work environment now. So if I'm on a zoom team meeting and I decide to take this team meeting from being outside at a park, you're going to excuse me wearing my sunglasses on the zoom meeting. Absolutely. Okay. I like it. So it doesn't matter then it doesn't, as long as there's for me, context for you. So, and I think this, this drives the conversation of what do you really want? What, what do you really, what are you really caring about when it comes to expectations and standards for me? I'm not going to tell you exactly what you should wear, but I think there's certain etiquette and certain code that, you know, you want to add, add by, you want to, you know, be close to, but to me, if it's like, you know, if it's right there on the edge and it makes me feel uncomfortable, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask myself, why do I feel uncomfortable? Is it because it's really inappropriate? Is it because it's right? And so my dad asked the question, what are you focusing on? I put that post out yesterday and it got a lot of attention, right? Because everybody's focusing on the sunglasses and, and the hat that's not really the thing that's causing him to have success or whatever else. And I think it's similar with our team and with our people. What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on what they're wearing and, and the way they're showing up physically, or are you focused on the things they need to be doing in order to help themselves be successful? Whether it be mindset, whether it be the daily behaviors, whether it be accountability, communication, all of the skill sets you can really, the discipline it takes, all of those things. So how do you, you said we live in a new time, right? And everybody's different. How do you offer people some freedom or how do you offer them the ability to express their individuality inside of their performance? I mean, look, we have, you know, a dress code. It's a really, I mean, there's, there's one, I think the only thing that we don't, we ask you not to wear are like rubber flip-flops, right? You can yeah. wear a pair of sandals that have the, the toe thing, whatever, but, but just no rubber flip-flops look somewhat professional, but we don't make people dress a certain way. Um, 
as a matter of fact, often we're wearing our JA shirt and a pair of socks, right? Or whatever. So I think the business, well, where I'm in a different business, right? Because we're dealing with kids every day. Sure. Um, like teachers, right? I can't see yeah. a teacher wearing a suit every day. Now I get, maybe you're a business teacher and you want to show the kids that, right, there's a certain dress code when you're in business. But, so you wear a jacket or something like that. But I think, you know, look, I, I just think it depends on the environment that you work in. I mean, if you go to Dallas or to Texas, I'll bet there are business guys. I know there are businessmen who wear a cowboy hat with their suit. Right? right. That's acceptable in tennis. Yeah. At Texas, you would stick out like a sore thumb here in Florida. Right. I mean, yeah, probably. But that's my point, though. So, like, is that, that doesn't so... mean it's wrong? I'm not saying right, it's wrong. right, I'm right. You would be different. So people would look at you like, who is that guy? Like, look at Ron Bergeron. OK, alligator. Yep. Ron. You walk into any charity event, there's 500 people. There's yep. one guy. He doesn't give a shit where he is, what the event is. He's wearing his cowboy hat, his cowboy boots, and whether he's got a tuxedo on or jeans on. <laughs> serious. But that is who he is. We know and it, that. And it doesn't affect his performance. Or to me, that's the difference is I don't care what you wear, how you wear it, as long as it fits somewhere inside of the context, right? Like if we're showing up to a board meeting and you're in board shorts, a tank top and sunglasses, the problem there, right? Like there, there's gotta be some kind of expectation around what we need to portray or, or the level of respect that you have for the other people there, because this is a conversation. Like my dad says authentic, Wait. right? But if I'm showing up to a board meeting at JA, right? And it's a, it, it's a big one. It's a strategic meeting. It's where we're going to be discussing goals and real things. And I show up like I just got off of the beach. Is that going to bother anybody? Is that going to, is that going to take away from my ability to contribute to the meeting? Is that going to make people look at me differently? And if it is, am I okay with that then? Right? Oh like God. we had our board retreat. We did our strategic wits and overnight on Friday afternoons and then Saturday morning. And Saturday, I mean, we're at a resort. Saturday so, morning, people showed up really casual. Now they didn't show up in bathing suits and cover-ups. That would be inappropriate, probably just just because it's inappropriate, right? It's not the right. But I love that you just question yourself there because you were like, probably, but maybe not, right? Like, well, I mean, you know, look, I do believe that there is, uh, but but going back for a second, but if yeah. we have a board meeting, and I'm a golf pro, it wouldn't seem crazy to me that's you would show up in a golf shirt and shorts. shorts and, a, and yeah i mean i think at listen you know sarah said uh you know something about you you need to we need to teach you to look professional yeah Who defines what professional looks like your right. work environment defines it right or the environment or you you're going into right or, or you, you define it Right. Like I had this whole, con I keep having this conversation with myself of like, what do I want people to see? Forget about what I want them to think or whatever. What do I want my image to look like? What right. do I, I'm going to deliver the presentation the way I'm going to deliver it. 
and they're going to get the same information. They're going to get the same energy and they're going to feel the same way walking out, whether or not I'm in a three piece suit, whether or not I'm in a bathing suit and a tank top. Now, what do I want my brand to be? What do I want? What do I want my image to look like? I think the more we allow individuals to define that for themselves, the better they operate because they feel more like themselves and they feel more comfortable. I agree with that, but I do think there need to be some guardrails in in certain, in certain, look, I grew up in banking and in advertising in in Manhattan, on Houston Avenue. You didn't show up in banking back then without a suit on. You just didn't. Okay. You probably wouldn't even be hired if you didn't come to the interview in a suit. So brand building your brand at that then was there was no such thing. It was you right. fit into the mold, right? Right. You had to be like everybody else. And that's why I said, I think we're living in a different world. Look, when I started even in nonprofit 20 years ago, when I came back out into business, right? I started with suits and dresses. You never saw me not in a suit or just because that's how I was brought up in the business world. Guess what? The last three years, four years, five years, maybe I'm in a pair of Palazzo pants. I might throw a jacket on with it, or maybe it's a sporty top like this. I don't have to dress in a suit anymore. I've proven myself. Right. So I think that there's also something to that. And I also think, look, you can have your own brand and you can be more casual than maybe the environment called for, or you can be a little different than the, but you got to look put together. You got to look clean. I mean, there's, you know, like to professionalism, what does that mean? Part of that is just looking put together, clean, showered, right? Your hair is not all crazy. So so speaking to hygiene, speaking to maybe the organization and the preparation of how you showed up. So maybe that's what it's really about. Maybe that it's not about wearing a pair of slacks. You could wear shorts. Maybe it's not about wearing a collared shirt. Maybe you could wear a really nice pressed t-shirt. Maybe there are some that's a free the leg. Yeah, God, please. It's so hot outside. Uh, but but I, I, think, conditioning right now, I so. think this is a real conversation because Dion doesn't care. Dion could be one of the best dressed human beings on the planet. He's got the wardrobe to do it. He's done it before, but he has the freedom to wear what he wants to wear when he wants to wear it because he gets to decide. And guess what? If you don't like it, he doesn't care. He if that's if that's going to be a decision for you, if that's going to be a thing that turns you off from him, he's not worried about you anyway, because to him, you're focused on the wrong things. You're worried about me wearing a hat and sunglasses inside this building when I'm worried about talking about what we need to do to win a football game and do all of these other things to make this team successful. So I, I do think it's a conversation that needs to be had as we push more towards a hybrid environment, as we push more towards this continuous growth of, you know, I sent you an article and we're not going to really get to it today, but how do you create happy employees, right? What's the number one most important thing for happy employees, a Harvard business professor, uh, business school professor. And what's interesting is I think in there, the one thing that he talked about was recognition, right? And like, People just wanted to feel recognized. And that was the thing that really led to them feeling happy, which is cool. Okay, say that's the number one thing. It's not pay. It's not, 
you know, I'm sure those things fit on there for a lot of people and are there somewhere at some point. What are some of the other things? Maybe it is flexibility and dress code. Maybe it is being able to wear a hat as long as the hat is clean and fits into the at least concept of what I'm trying to do and looking professional when it comes to hygiene organization and all of those things. So I think it's an interesting conversation because to me, as long as you're getting the job done and as long as you're executing at a high level, I don't care if you decide to wear joggers and a hoodie, as long as you look prepared, you look organized, you look hygienic, right? Yep. I agree. I totally, totally agree. So, you know, I, and somebody said something about that when you're first starting out, right, uh, that you kind of earn the right to to be a little more casual. I mean, look, the truth is, if you're going for an interview and you want to impress people, right, you you, you might dress a little differently than I'm dressed today, right? I, dress, so that's I might the throw whole that point. jacket on. Well, well but I... I but I you, agree. you just said you but, want to impress. So I know what I want people to think, right? So if I want to impress you, then maybe I'm going to elevate my wardrobe right. no matter where it is. Could be a networking event, could be an interview, could be whatever. Right. But if I don't feel like it's necessary for my wardrobe to be the thing that sets the tone, I could decide to wear what I want. And maybe we should allow people to operate that way and then give them the freedom to impress us another way. Okay, but wow, maybe it wasn't the t-shirt that, or it wasn't the suit that did it for me, but what it was was the information. I've seen plenty of people speak that got up there looking like they were dressed for you know Wall Street and then couldn't deliver you know four words to me to make me move. I agree with you, but I do think that there are times when sometimes, right, our brand when when we walk into an interview for an office job, right? I'm not yep. talking about a football coach, okay? Sure. Um, it's part of it, it's part of it, right? How I my first impression. Look, we talk about first impressions. First impressions are important, and if that is the environment that I'm going into, I may be able to. Be, I'm going to build my. I'm going to do my brand. Yeah. But I might do my brands, but throw the jacket on over. Yeah. Right. So that that first impression, right? Now that but you know, think about even football coaches. There was a time I even said this to Mike recently. You didn't see a football coach on the sidelines or a basketball coach without a suit and tie. Of course, sweating okay. profusely right. through a shirt and tie on the right. sideline. Like so now you see them in this kind of a sports shirt with their logo, right? They're more on logo things. You look at the Dolphins coach, he's in sweats, the same damn pair of sweats every single game, the Guerrero ones, right? Well, Michelle Potorf says, you know, I always, I, I was always told to dress for the job you want with the more casual dress codes now. I have no idea what that looks like now. And I, that where I would say, I try to even challenge myself consistently on my inner dialogue is define it for yourself. What do you want that job to be wearing? What do you want that position to be wearing? What do you want the person in your mind, whatever that image is, what do you want them to wear? What do you want them to look like? Like I keep going back and forth on my head on like wearing a quarter zip to a presentation because you know what? I like the way I feel and look in a quarter zip. So if I like it and I feel good about it, maybe I can pass on the way I feel to everybody else. And they go, damn, I didn't even realize he was wearing a quarter zip. 
then you bother me that he was wearing a quarter zip or whatever you do in order to, to overcome what some people's objections. And I be. like what Dan said. And I do think that wardrobe is a part of the nonverbal communication. Look, if I walked into an interview for a CEO job of a national nonprofit or for-profit, whatever, I, I mean, look, there are certain <laughs> expectations. As much as I'm going to put my own touch, like I love big flowers and pins, Right? right. That's my brand. When I wore suits and dresses, there was always something that I put my touch on it. Yep. I think that's okay. That's part of your brand, right? I'm going well, to have to wear you know, there, There's my dad, blazer always in a presentation. Right. right. Because that's but, what you think. Because you that's think? his brand. Because that's his brand. But right. there's a lot of people that go into a presentation that don't. I'm making a presentation Wednesday. I don't know that I'm wearing a blazer. Oh, and so and we, my dad and I had this conversation about a, a, a work lunch that we had a while back. It was on a, it was Friday afternoon in Coconut Grove. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm going to shorts and a polo. Like, I, I don't I, first of all, it's not the first time we're ever meeting this person. This person already knows us and has seen us before. So for me. I'm not asking, and Michael Fakar talks about, I always ask a client before I go, what's the dress code, which is great. If you're going somewhere where you don't know, or if it's a new person, getting some kind of idea on what they want, excellent idea to do that. But for me, once I know you, or once we're already, now I'm setting the tone for myself. Here's what I'm going to wear. And if you don't like it, then I'm going to figure out a way to overcome it. Or then maybe we aren't really where we thought we were. And if this is going to be a deal breaker because I wore shorts and a polo to a lunch on a Friday afternoon, no, thank you. We're not going to work together. Well, anyway, Michelle, I love my coffee cup too. It says classy, sassy, and a bit smart assy. And it's I love it on the bottom. So, so we never even wait, got no, to wait, morning wait. motivational it, music the way we always do. We've already gone over time. We didn't get to the article, but there's another part of the Dion thing, not for today, but that yeah. I do think we skipped over. And that is the um, that conversation of, right, why that coach said what he said, the critics, the haters, sure. right? Yeah. How Dion handles them. How do we handle them? Somebody mm -hmm. said to me this weekend, you know, you have a lot of critics out there. Uh, yeah. And I said, no, I keep wanting to win them over, but I'm kind of done with that. A bullshit? A bullshit? A bullshit? Yeah. I, I, the, we so I have, think there's a part so of this. Steve will be back about. tomorrow. Steve will be back tomorrow. Maybe he'll throw that on the docket for us to talk about is dealing with other people's opinions. Because I think there's a very simple answer to that. And yeah. it was interesting because even Dion said in the press conference after the game, said there was a point in the game that he was going, this press conference is going to be tough to deal with if I if we let this guy win. So he knows. He knows what's coming. He's preparing himself for all of the backlash that happens when it happens. We are going to leave you with motivational morning music this morning. Do not forget to throw your questions and your topics in the comment section so that we can gather them. We can add them to our agenda. We can be talking about what you guys want to talk about. The Women's Power Summit is coming up October 26th. We are already two-thirds full. There are only 30 seats left available in that event with only five weeks to go. So if you guys are planning to be there, I highly suggest you lock in your seat because it's going to be a wonderful event. 
Let's go. Morning motivational music. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Steve will be back in the seat. Let's have a great day.